way. Everybody just kick back and relax a little bit, man. We know our business. We broke into this spooky-ass house, didn't we? I let you. Well, one could say that I let you let me. Look, it's okay. They can handle this. Yeah, we can handle it. You got their credentials? He's in the system. I'm in the system. You're in the system. The system? Yeah. We're doomed. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. Welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 148, the comic book show that's really tall for its height. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm Dave Longo. In this issue, it's all the Comic-Con news that we could remember. Some of it is not about Batman as well. Then it's Lando, Deathhead, Guardians of Nowhere, Secret Wars, The Divine, and more in what we've been reading. Also, we make a very special announcement and then look at the Harley Quinn and Joker the movie and some possibly some members of the Suicide Squad in one of our patented trailer commentaries, plus our kick-ass pick of the week, Ant-Man, the latest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, coming up right after this very special ad break. This is Behind the Panels. Up and hills, down and tails, as we hit the dusty trail, on the ants we go marching along. We are bad, we are boss, we've got guns and squish and squash, army ants we go marching along. Then it's high, high knee for the ant Really? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't sell a lot of Hank Pym toys back in the day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, obviously, this is our Ant-Man special. This is the Ant-Man film. was out everywhere around the world. We hope a few of you had a chance to see it this week before you listen to this because we'll probably throw in a few spoilers they, along they the way. They inevitably fall out of our mouths. Mouths, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like that bit at the end where... Ant-Man died. <laughs> that, that's why he won't be believe, in the next yeah. Avengers film. Didn't People. Michael Douglas shoot him in the head? It was, <laughs> it was a full shotgun blast. It was, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> like, we assumed he'd be in the next Avengers film, yeah. but not... His uh, head exploded like I a can't pumpkin. Believe you just and then all these ants flew out of it. <laughs> Unless he can grow his head back. It ain't happening. But I don't know. Ants might be able to grow their heads back. We don't know. We just don't know. His Science head's a giant is- sugar cube. <laughs> <laughs> Which Michael Douglas has licked for two hours. Oh, that, that's the movie I remember anyway. Um, uh, that was a good segue <laughs> because uh, I guess it's time we made a little bit of a special announcement, I guess. Uh, we've, we've maybe teased a little bit on Facebook, but as you all know, we're doing our 150th episode live uh, at uh, Good Games Hurstville on the 1st of August. What we haven't said yet is that will be our last episode for Volume 1 of Behind the Panels, which means we are bringing the show to a close uh, or putting it on hiatus uh, is probably a better way of putting it. Um, we've all got a lot of things. That this is Sorry, I hope you're all sitting. I should have said that at the start. <laughs> we want to make it very clear this is not due to any animosity. We're all clearly having a good time and laughing mm-hmm. and doing stuff here. It's basically due to schedules. We've all got projects. We've got businesses and books and films and all things that we've got on the boil at the moment. And we sort of got to a point we thought, what can we do to make things life easier for ourselves? And we thought, let's put this on hold for a moment, even though we have a ball doing this every week. It is time-consuming. Uh, so we thought, let's just put a pin in it. We won't say this is the end definitively. 
And we, oh. thought, we thought 150 is a good place to end it because why not? Fables is ending at issue 150 <laughs> this week or in the next couple of weeks. We can too. Yeah, and the, the, I mean, the other thing we were talking about is what we want to do the occasional one shots. We'll be coming back and just doing little bits and pieces. Mm. Uh, we're still planning on doing Con- Oz Comic Con when it comes. So, <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, yeah, so we're still planning on doing Oz Comic Con. We also have an idea for something to do with uh, superhero movies mm. that we might be talking about a little bit. Yeah, we'll- so there's all sorts of little bits yeah. and pieces that we're thinking about doing. And we are thinking about coming back for Volume 2 once our schedule's all lined Absolutely. up. Absolutely. I've got, I've got a pretty massive project. We still have a lot of books to cover. Which, exactly. We've got a lot of books to cover. We have still haven't done Lost World, Lost Girls yet. Mm. Um, I've got a pretty massive project which I won't be able to announce until next year. Those of you near and dear know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, but um, and I've got a big project lined up for next year as yeah, well. You so. absolutely have. <laughs> One of which we have I've hinted also got at a, before. Well, a we've actually talked about it before. Project. Sorry? you have got stuff coming. But we should. I think we should just tell them the truth, though. Why don't we just reveal, like, you know, what's really been happening? Because I've just been sleeping in Dave's house the whole time, and, <laughs> and, I, and he he's just very no. tired of. Of me. <laughs> we, 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 we took a vow not to mention the words genital warts again yeah. on the show. Okay, so we're not We should going to. stress, though, that Podcast Pillow Fort will still continue on. It absolutely on. will. Uh, Nerd Corner will still continue on. And Dave and I are going to continue on doing Geek Actually. So, mm. But what that does is it lightens the load that I'll only be doing one show. You'll I'll only, only be, be doing, doing one show. show. Dave will only mm-hmm. be doing one show. And the boys will only be doing one show, which is a lot and easier together, to our then. our powers combine. <laughs> Wonder Twin A really big show. <laughs> <laughs> which um, kind, of, kind of explains why. I wasn't doing a lot of geek actually because I was doing two shows already, mm. and I kind of thought, I don't really want to do three shows a week. <laughs> you the know, Devil's so. Triangle. <laughs> so yes, there's just we're not. Don't go- look look that up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going away. We're just putting this yeah. show aside. I've got my bindle ready. I'm going to get on the next train and just wherever it takes me. That's where I'm going. Well, going to say, but as David said, don't worry too much because we do have. Obviously, we got two. This is our. We should pro- just rob an old dude's house. We're <laughs> What we might p- find a really cool suit in there. <laughs> Appropriately, you can now call this the anti-penultimate episode. Ah, ah, right? Yeah. 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 And <laughs> jokes. They're coming. Don't worry. <laughs> They're coming all throughout this thing. I um, can't, I'm anticipating it. Oh. 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to up the ante on that one. Oh. Oh. No, so, so, and as, and as David said. What an said, anti-climax. <laughs> as David said, we've still got the uh, Oz Comic Con live show in Sydney to go because we're looking forward to that one. That's that was, That's was that been a staple for 12 months. Uh, go go oh, set your watch, man. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> Terrible. How do we move on to Watchmen all of a sudden? Because <laughs> we're doing Watchmen at the live show. Oh, that's true. That's true. We'll go set a and Watchmen. And Harper just released a book called Go Set a Watchmen. <laughs> so those of you who, who read both uh, literature and comic books. Mm. We're cultural. Cultural. <laughs> we're cultural mavens. We're culturally we? relevant. <laughs> <laughs> or irrelevant, but anyway. Well, either we're, one. We're compliant. We're compliant. Oh, oh. Should I just go on to <laughs> the what we've been reading section so I can get us out of this uh, yes, please. This cul-de-sac? Mm. Where? Looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. Wow, shit just got real, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so look, when we, while we were gone, um, a couple of things uh, came out. There was a book called Saga. 
Did anyone? Does anyone read this book? I did. I've heard of this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> by, it's by the um, author of We Stand on Guard. <laughs> yes, and the artist of Archie. <laughs> I also read Archie. I, I did also too. read Archie, which, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. rocked. Do you want to start with Man. Archie then? Let's start with Archie. Archie rocked. Archie rocked. Literally, uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, can you imagine a, an Archie book that looks like Saga? Because <laughs> like, I was turning the page, it was like yeah. that dude's like, <laughs> that's the will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been an Archie reader in my life ever. I only read this because Fiona Staples and Mark Wade were on it, and man, it was really cool. And it is like you know, yeah. still a high school romance. But talk about yeah. a total Mr. reinvention of this book. Yeah, I mean, a total yeah. reinvention of. This but you know, it's like, did you guys read Archie? <clears throat> The original stuff. Yeah, like, we've read, yeah, like, we've covered a few Archies not here. Not necessarily and there. on the show, just in your life. Generally. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was, I, I gotta say, when I was younger, no. I used to read a lot of Archie, actually. Um, it was actually always around when I was, you know, throughout my teens and stuff like that. And it was always amusing. Yeah. But it was, I was never like, I have to get the next mm. issue. It's like, it's just there. And I would read it. And it's interesting because I then put it all aside thinking, oh, Archie's just stupid. And when we read, Archie versus the Punisher. <laughs> I went. This is actually kind of funny, and we should actually do more of this. And then, unfortunately, we read Archie versus Kiss, um, and that wasn't so good. But um, now we're reading Archie versus Predator, which is actually better. And there's but, another Archie meets coming up. We'll, we'll announce that in the news mm, shortly. But this reinvention of Archie is really good. It's uh, it's a stunning book. Mm. It's it's very well written. It's very well. The art is fantastic, and it's it's. Taken the silliness mm. out of Archie and kind of said, "This is just a teen comedy, teen yeah. drama." Mm. And you sit and go, "Yeah, this is pretty good." I look, I agree with both. I I didn't read Archie much as a kid. I read, um, I think I, st- I started really paying attention to Archie when we started doing things like Punisher and whatnot. Mm. But I was always aware of the cartoons and like the spin-off cartoons, like Josie and the Pussycats. I, used to watch I was a kind lot of watching of those, more of yeah. those than anything else. I think my first introduction might be Chasing Amy. Where they're like, um, oh, we can't really talk about that on this podcast. Oh, you know, we but, can. Yeah. You know, we can. It's like <laughs> who Archie may not be straight because he can't choose between Becky <laughs> and Veronica. Because yeah. he was trying to get them both in bed at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Read between the lines. Well, we actually have yeah. that. Yeah. Say yeah. 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 Lines, bitch. Yeah. It's, it's in the sample we just played. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, it all comes around. There you go. Yeah. So that's, I love you, that scene too. It's, it's like, give me episodes, $20. I will cross the street. <laughs> well, for those of you who always wondered Archie's where, effing Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly it because it's like that line leads on to, that's, if those of you have been wondering where read between the lines bitch comes from, mm. it's, it, they say it goes, Archie's not effing Mr. Weatherby. And he says, read between the lines bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's it's yeah. it's yeah, you're right. So this this book has actually got me into Archie, which is I guess the point of mm. the whole reboot. And so I'm in. I'm actually yeah. very yeah. curious to see how far they go. They've hinted now that Veronica's gonna come into it. Yeah. Um, well so- I I went into King's, right? Which is the Sydney comic book store. Yeah. And I they had none left on the shelf. And um, I went up there and I was like, do you have this Archie thing? Because I thought they maybe got like 10 in or so. Yeah. But the guy was like, we had like 20 different variant covers and all this stuff. And he's like, do you want it? Yeah. And I was like, you got it. And I just want to thank the guy who canceled his order at the last minute because they, oh, they got I, got, I got a copy out of some canceled order. Nice. But um, but yeah, but like it, it must have been like massively popular with 20 it's, different variants. It's and been like, highly anticipated, this book. We've been talking the the coming of this book for the last couple of yeah. months. So it's it's been anticipated. And both Wade and uh, Staples and Vaughn have all been kind of plugging it mm. in the back of their own thing, saying, saying, check out the rest of the Saga family. Yeah, Go and check that out. So I guess while we're on the subject to Saga, um, we got that to catch up with. That yeah. was the final episode 
final episode. Mm. The final, speaking of finals, <laughs> the final issue of the current saga yeah, arc yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of their volume five, I guess. Um, and it it's amazing. Wow. <laughs> no. Amazing. And, I wish and, we could spoil what happens, but we can't. But let's just say, like, like the previous one. It's not which, a tumor. It's not a that, tumor. That's a hint. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> well, like the previous end of the previous arc, which ended with a significant milestone in Hazel's life, mm. this does as well. Yeah. And you know, there's there's a lot of things that we wanted to happen. There's 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 a there's a happiness of some sorts, which is rather nice, but not before a lot of violence mm. yes. and a yeah. lot of you know you don't have a dragon sucking himself off in this one. No, you know, unfortunately, no, but, yeah. No, this this book had some really big revelations. I mean, this yeah. yeah um, I think one of the 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 biggest moments and it's actually one of the quieter moments in the book but it's actually a really fundamental moment is the awakening of the will mm. yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah and that's 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 a very and big his moment his reaction to his that. reaction oh my yeah. god yeah. yeah um and i think that's uh, we've been building to that for issues and issues and issues now mm. and it's not the reaction you expect you no, know yeah. it's a, it was really good if you're not reading saga you're a dumb dumb <laughs> <laughs> There's a, dum, there's a- dum 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 dum. <laughs> and if you've been paying attention, if you haven't been paying attention for the hundred odd issues that we've been telling you to read it, <laughs> that's maybe why they're we're like, the show been reading we're, it. We're upset by the people not reading it. <laughs> it's your, those of you who aren't reading Saga. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to place blame, but it's your fault. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on to this week's. So actually, one other book that came out during the break I can't get away without mentioning is Negative Space. Uh, which oh, is, yes, uh, Ryan Lindsay's book. But I did uh, buy so it. Our good, good mate Ryan. I actually read this this morning. Yeah, it, it's, I reread it this morning because I just wanted I to have it, it fresh in my mind. Terrific. Look, uh, right when Ryan was on the show back when we did the Daredevil episode, he was describing it and the, and the concept to me was great. It was about a guy writing a suicide note who got writer's block. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that, that had yeah. me hooked already. Yeah. If that didn't have me hooked, Owen Jenny's art is yeah. great. Yeah. And look, you know, couldn't be happier for the dude because. Like you go to like comic book roundup, it's been getting like an average of nine and a half, ten out of ten. Mm. Like people are loving this book, mm. and rightfully so. It and is I, a great I, concept. And I think without spoiling it or trying not to spoil anything in it, I would say that it has a, D, a shared DNA mm. with uh, Joss Whedon's Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah, you know? you've just ruined it for <laughs> ruined me. It. <laughs> that concept, not yes. not the horror aspect. He, of he the, that veil is 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 dropped like within the Very first ten early. pages, Very you know. Early. So but it's it's, uh, it's that that intriguing idea of juxtaposition yeah. of stories. I just it's just well, won you, me over completely. In, in that sense, you know, the, the the whole kind of thing about false realities and, and, and stuff like that is is and, and you know, playing with reality, I should say, is something it shares with Ryan's previous book, which is yes. negative ne- um, uh, headspace. Headspace. Yeah. Uh, it's all these space books, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do Muppets in Space, the comic adaptation. <laughs> then we'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, look, I, I couldn't get away without mentioning that. Now, are you guys up to that with Justice League? Uh, no. Whole, catch up now. I'm one issue behind because the final page of this week's Justice yeah. League and those. You know, those of you reading it, is this uh, the Dark Side War? This the is dark the Dark Side War, whatever the hell. Dark, yeah, I always say Dark Side, yeah. but it's Dark Side, Dark Side War. Dude, this is like one of the best arcs that mm. Johns has done so oh, far, awesome. and yeah. it's everything you want it to be. It's an epic blockbuster. Yeah. It's got great characters. The art is off the hook. Um, it's it's just I, I can't say enough good things about it. it mm. And and the, and the final couple of pages of this issue, right? It's just like Johns dropping the mic. 
I think I think <laughs> my editor quite liked my first line of my Newsarama review, which was like, if John's uh, drops the mic anymore, it'll be considered wanton property damage. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he just does it. Jeff John's just now just got a habit. He just walks into Justice League and goes, right, boom. <laughs> Yeah. And that's it. This, I, I, yeah, I read the previous to this. I haven't read this last <laughs> one yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of what's going on. It, it, Justice League went through a bad patch there for a while. It, mm. it had a really rough after the first arc, which was really yeah. solid. It kind of drifted for a while, and it sort of meandered, particularly around the Forever Evil stuff, yeah, and kind of yeah, got yeah, back yeah. to this. But he's really back on form now, yeah, and yeah. I think it's because Johns has cut down the amount of stuff he's writing. I think he's been back on form since the virus, since he he. That whole storyline with the the superpowered virus that Lex mm. unwittingly yes. leashed, and that whole story. Oh, the Amazo virus. The Amazo virus was, great. Virus was yeah, a really yeah, good yeah, arc, yeah, and yeah. that's led directly into this now, and with the whole the thing with the relationship with Lex, and you know, it's it's a very complicated relationship with Lex they're having. It's at the, the Superman Lex relationship plays in this. What I really love about this is that Wonder Woman is such a strong character at the front of this, mm. and a lot of the sto- like the last issue and this issue have been told. Partly from her perspective, which well, I think and, is a wonderful and they have to, and if you've read thing the f- to do. Free comic book day, you know why. Yes, because of the Amazon a, of connection a, of a character that is yeah. has come into it, um, and the free comic book day. Who is a great character? Yeah, and, yeah. That, and those of the free comic book day that they released for, uh, oh, I forget what it was, Convergence. They, um, they called it. Divergence, Divergence, I think. Yeah, that's right. And there were three previews. And hers was the strongest one. We said that at the day. It's like that Wonder Woman arc was really solid. And I didn't think that the the series could live up to it, but somehow it's kind of just started high and just skyrocketed. I I can't recommend. If you're trade waiting, you're going to have a hell of a story in there. But uh, if those of you who are reading singles and need to catch up, go and do it now. (laughs) It's good because I don't have any DC books I'm reading. (laughs) The the only one I'm reading is Section 8. I don't know if you guys... Section 8 is... It's like fantastic. Bug nuts. It's like so good. I'm going to rattle off. I'm loving Black Canary. Still loving it. Like the second issue is like a road uh, road trip book. I'm Mm -hmm. loving... Almost all of the new stuff that's come out post convergence, like Doctor Fate's great. Mm. I like Doctor Fate. Doctor all these really books good. are great. Like it's kind of like this. Uh, this, this is re- the real DC reboot. I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last three years they were just foxing us. <laughs> you know. Can I tell you? While while we're talking about the big players in here, the uh, Marvel also had a book out this week. Um, Lando Calrissian. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about no? within, the, within, within the Secret Wars. Because uh, Secret Wars, I've been kind of <laughs> Secret Wars, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of ifing and Secret upping. Wars, Star Wars. But Dave, what did you think of Civil War? Oh man, oh, I forgot man. about this. Yeah, this was last week's book. Oh, was right? it last Civil week? I thought it was this week. No, I, remember, I thought it was last anyway, week. Anyway, I, regard- I didn't pick up any this week. Yeah. Civil- I thought Civil War was. Magnificent. It has the same front so cover good. as the Civil War book and the whole bit. And when you open it up, it's my head blew off when I read it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's it's it. this alternate world, basically, where the war never ended. Like the war never ended. And basically, yeah. America is now split into two sides: yeah, the yeah, yeah, iron yeah. and the red and blue. Yeah, and there's a divide in the middle with a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you read um 1782? Any of you guys? I didn't read. that. I know. Eighteen seventy-two, the Western one. The Western one. It's yeah, great, wasn't oh, it? I loved it so that much. Was, it was and the thing is that Charles Saul he wrote Civil War as well, and he wrote seventeen eighty-two. It was like the two books that week that just kicked it. it was yeah, like yeah. So good. I thought Civil War was. It has got me hooked. I'll be back to read issue number two of this thing to see Peter Parker in a raggedy old Spider-Man suit, no mask, 
and falcon wings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, what the hell? <laughs> no, it, it, there's some really, really good uh, Secret War, uh, Secret War, yeah, Secret Wars yeah, Secret stuff Wars. coming out at the moment. Uh, there's a couple this week as well, but um, the ones that I quickly mentioned that I read, Guardians of Nowhere. I didn't get to that Which one is yet. like three of the Guardians still living in the head of nowhere, <laughs> which is floating above Battleworld, and they're all kind of wondering where it came from, and that the story is that it was Doom that defeated um, the Celestial uh, beforehand. Um I'm going to sneeze in a minute. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, we should mention. Oh, actually, one thing. Oh, who's that? <laughs> That's Godzilla. He's in hell. Uh, <laughs> Is he talking to Nancy? <laughs> possibly. It's IDW brought out Godzilla in hell, and there's no no dialogue in the whole thing. Godzilla goes to hell and just fights. <laughs> it's Let them fight. It's amazing. I'm going to sneeze any second now. David, talk about Postal. All right, so Postal also, uh, issue five of Postal. Bless you, Richard. Bless you. Uh, How dare you sneeze. (laughs) And issue issue number five. Hey, hey, hey. Issue number five of Postal also came out, which is the beginning, what we thought was going to be the beginning of a new arc. But uh, like it's just, hello. <laughs> it looks like it's just going to be a stand. Looks like it's just going to be a standalone one-off story. So stop I'm using mute, the pages. You muted of- that in post, and no one would have known. <laughs> I don't know. It's he's, much he's, more fun not yeah. to. He's, he's using the pages of Lando to wipe his Um. So yeah, no. I thought Postal. It's got all the great same internal uh, monologue stuff, the same artwork, the same idea, story, and so forth. But I think Richard is right. I think. After coming off the four issues we came off of. Thing. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I thought was, you said, you're right. <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Just prior to the show, we were talking about The real it. reason we're ending is I'm allergic to the show. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Postal and we were saying, and Richard was saying that, uh, see, I'm talking for you because you're still blowing your nose. Uh, Richard was saying that it felt a bit odd being kind of this one-off kind of episodic feeling rather than the continuous story. Mm-hmm. And I think there is something in that. I would like to see what issue six is going to do. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with everything you said I said. <laughs> <laughs> so um, go repostal if you're not. And be aware that the first trade of the first four issues is cheap too. It's only like... Mm. It's, I just picked it up recently. Was yeah. it 16 bucks or something? Less. It was like 13. Yeah, 14, it's well worth it. In Australian dollars. Oh, Which means about 50 good. cents in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think with the current exchange rate. Um, I, I think that'll, that'll wrap no, up. No, we got one big, big important one. Oh, we forgot on Lando. Oh, Lando, yes. Lando Galrissian. <laughs> oh, look. Dude, I mean, this is Alex Maleev. Uh, and who's who's writing it? It's... Uh, oh, good question. Uh, I'll geez. look it up while you're talking about it. Um, it, it, is, it is like Lando it's is... probably Charles Saul. Yeah. <laughs> um, Probably Charles. Actually, it might even be Charles. It's Charles Saul. <laughs> so the best three books the last couple of weeks have been by Charles Saul. He is the new Rick Remender. He's my man, Charles. <coughs> He's got. I'm, I'm clearly struggling here. So somebody talk about stuff. I, I, I just, just want to show Dave the variant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the Scotty Young the Scotty variant? Young. Yeah. Every, everything Star Wars is doing just cannot cannot go wrong. This book Nothing. is this book is brilliant. Every, every I book absolutely adored this. Mm. Not only do we have Lando and his wheeling and dealing, we've got his best friend Lobot, who's basically <laughs> yes. a side character yeah. in he's, Empire Strikes Back. There's like now two given, lines in Now the given dialogue and he's a We real... only know he's called Lobot because there was a toy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in the movie, he's never given a name. They actually you now know? explain yeah. his Until he's the main bad guy of Force Awakens. Oh, sorry, spoilers. He is the awakened in Force Awakens. <laughs> I like the fact that in this book, they explain. Explain his implants, and you know, it's like 
they give him, they flesh him out into a real character. But this is something they've been doing. If you've been watching uh, Rebels, there's characters with those implants in yep. that. Mm. Lando has some cameos in that. So that world is like, I think you were saying this a few weeks ago, Dave, like the, the whole notion that there's this writer's group and mm. all the bits are kind of slowly falling into place and connecting. And Correct. Whatnot. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's all leading into Rick Remender. And it's all leading up to <laughs> uh, Empire. It's all leading up to November when we're going to get what? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we are getting in the comics of um uh that's franchise is called um, Star Wars. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they're going to do the uh the Darth Vader comic is going to cross over with the main um <laughs> Star Wars comic, and uh, so we, we got to we got to coin a new Age of Ultron quick. Like, <laughs> we got three episodes to do this. Oh no, you got Geek actually. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have Geek actually. All the time. I might oh, even say go. The Force Awakens in that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're actually going. I think it's around November. They're going to do a crossover oh, called Vader Down. I'll say it in Hutties. I'll learn it in Hutties. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're basically going to cross over Darth Vader and Star Wars and call it Vader Down. It's going to oh, cross over. Yes, awesome. yeah, because they've been running the same kind of parallel mm. stories. I am, for, I am yeah. so loving the Star Wars comics. Me too. Marvel the Star Wars thing is is like I'm spewing about it because like I've just gone back into getting the paper comics now and I'm missing like two issues. Oh, no, oh. like all the Star Wars stuff. It's I'm gonna like, I'm gonna try I'm gonna trade collect these, but they are so good. They're just I uh, should just trade collect. But then yeah. I got a bike. I have to trade click because I haven't got any room to store this stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. that's right. Um, that's the thing I've found. I've yeah. got. I just had to buy. Like You'll a, go to Michael Cage. I've, I've turned it to Michael Cage. <laughs> <laughs> or if you listen to um, uh, a Nerd Corner this week, <laughs> you'd know that I've turned it to Butterfield, <laughs> the butler from Gloop. <laughs> Those of you, that's it. That, that's the most inside joke you could ever possibly make <laughs> on this show. Uh, yeah, because that's that's kind of it for what we've been reading. I didn't actually write down what comes out next week, but um, uh, I'm sure you'll find out. Can it please stage. be Secret Wars already? It's taking so long. Is you four or five? Five. Five. Five, yeah. five coming. I hope so. Hurry up. You hear that, Marvel? He, yeah, but you, you're going to have Get on with it. <laughs> this guy will cut you. It's 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 getting nasty. It's getting it really nasty. You. I'm going to try and do the news headlines. <laughs> oh, can I just say, mention one other title that I read? And I'm just going to mention the title, and we'll say enough said because I think you're going to get it. It's an Celsior. It's an IDW license crossover, and I read Star Trek Green Lantern: oh, The Spectrum War. I read this too. <laughs> It's not bad. It was all right. It's dumb fun, but it's dumb, but it was fun. Yeah. We know the Klingons are going to get red rings, right? (laughs) Klingon bastards took my ring. (laughs) Yeah. The color is green. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it though. And this is spoilers for it. Like when all the rings start going out, Kirk doesn't get one. No, and the thing I was was He's like, I was going, where's the green ring? Because there was no green ring. Yeah, and then Jordan and, turns and of up. of course, at the last panel with Jordan going, "What? why do you have the skeleton of my friend on board? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's pretty... It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's they've done. kind of... They've melded those universes pretty seamlessly. Yeah. Well, that, this this is not the first DC IDW crossover either. We had Star Trek Legion of Superheroes That's right. long ago. So. Was, was Chekhov in it? Chekhov was in it. He gets yes. one of the rigs, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does, actually. Yeah. Was Scotty in it? Scotty was in it. They're all in was, it. Was, was Solo in it? Yeah, it's, it's Not only is Scotty in it, Scotty's little creatures in it oh, as well. Oh, yeah. oh. It's that. It's that. Abrams' verse. It's Abrams' verse, yeah. Oh, right, okay. And the likenesses are actually dead Yeah, very good. But yeah. Normally they don't bother with the likenesses. They just do an approximation <laughs> of Chris Pine, but it's bang on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Uhura becomes a star sapphire. That's right. Yeah. Just like so. in the real canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Spock becomes a James Brown style <laughs> sex machine. 
Really? No, I, I think I think I've been reading some slash fic. I think was is Wolf going to come into it an issue free? <laughs> no, season quite literally in my version. <laughs> should we do some news headlines? They should just have, they should just have Michael Dawn as Wolf in the news. I'm just going to make this a bit bigger so I can read it. Oh yeah, that's that's a good that's idea. What, that's what she All said. Right, let's read. <laughs> Batman the Killing Joke was announced at Comic-Con International in San Diego as the next big DC animated adaptation, and Bruce Timm is back, baby. Yeah, Yay. Grant Morrison in the DC and the DC. And DC revealed they will release Multiversity 2 as a series of standalone graphic novels, starting with The Flash in 2016. Morrison will also pen a sequel to Batman Black and White, along with becoming editor-in-chief of Heavy Metal Magazine from next year. Busy boy. Ben Affleck, Bat- or Batfleck, has <laughs> been confirmed to direct, star in, and co-write in the solo Batman film with Jeff Johns. Geoff. Johns. Uh, Warner, and no uh, sign of David Goyer. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Warner announced at Comic-Con that their Green Lantern film will be called Green Lantern Core. Fair enough. <laughs> it's going to be mispronounced. Earth One. <laughs> Meanwhile, Earth One will get a little larger as DC announces <laughs> Flash Earth One from J. Michael Straczynski and Aquaman Earth One from Francis Manipal. Because Earth One's been working so well. Uh, Jerry Duggan and artist Phil Noto will join forces for... Chewbacca miniseries from Marvel. Yes. Even more exciting news is that IDW has announced Micronauts and Rom the Space Knight for 2016. The old Deadpool team of Joe Kelly and Ed McGuinness will join up again for Spider-Man Deadpool and Fall from Marvel. After a 25-year hiatus, comic strip Bloom County returns just in time for the upcoming U.S. presidential election, and we all want to know where has where has Breathed been all this time? Yeah. <laughs> in hiding. Uh, IDW and DC, here we go, another crossover, have announced... I'm going to play the news theme again, because we've got a few Why to not? go. Hmm. Okay. And there we hey. go. Hey, IDW and DC have announced <laughs> Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a six-issue team-up series from writer James Tynan IV and artist Freddie E. Williams. In other classic crossover news, Archie Comics continues its journey with Archie meets the Ramones. Oh, that, that's the one we've all been waiting oh, for. Absolutely, the Ramones are on my t-shirt. <laughs> you got it from like uh, Just Jeans or something, didn't you? Everybody I know wears them. <laughs> They're not. They'll never be as good as One Direction. Uh, Teddy Sears is official. I want to be sedated. <laughs> they can be arranged. Teddy Sears has been officially cast as Jay Garrick for the second season of The Flash. Garrick here. Star Wars. Michael Ironside has also been cast as Captain Cold's father. CBS's Supergirl adds Peter. Fascinelli as Maxwell Lord. <clears throat> okay, deep breath. Stephen Amell took to the stage in a new costume and com- at Comic-Con to announce that he will officially be called Green Arrow in the fourth season of Arrow. Echo Kellum has been cast as Mr. Terrific <laughs> for the season. Sorry, give me a minute. <laughs> While Alexander Calvert has landed the recurring role of Anarchy. I don't know if I can come back from that. <laughs> Vacation writers John Francis Daly and Jonathan M. Goldstein will pen the upcoming Spider-Man script for director John Watts. Vacation? Uh, finally, a trailer has been released for the Suicide Squad uh, movie from director David Ayers, which we've, we've lovingly called the Harley Quinn Joker film. Uh, we decide if it's up if it's to die for uh, in one of our patented trailer commentaries. Patent pending. Okay, let's see if this works, boys. Here it comes. It's taking some work, but I finally have him. The worst of the worst. That's Amanda Waller. I was hoping they would there. get Oprah. Remember there was that rumor that they're going to try and get Oprah. Do, to do play? Warner Brothers use their own logo at all anymore? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. 
Symbolism. Let's just say I put it in a hole to throw away the hole. Sparkling dialogue you, there. How do you throw away a hole? <laughs> you throw away half a hole. Abilities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounded pretty sexual. Eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For them to creep back from the shadows. <laughs> want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. We think can do some good. Jay Courtney. They're bad guys. Exactly. And if anything goes wrong, we blame them. We have built Who's this? Is that Harley Quinn? You can control it's 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 Hannibal Quinn. People Hannibal Quinn. She looks pretty good. Look, she's behind plexiglass. They can do that one. Oh no, she's not behind plexiglass. They can't do that one scene that's in every movie. <laughs> you did start a joke, guys. <laughs> I've got no strings. I just like to light a match. Do you reckon he just took a crap? Like that's why he lit that match. <laughs> Look Will at my hair. Will Smith hasn't had any dialogue so far. That's going well. That's oh, I love crack. his line. The best line ever. I know. <laughs> the orb. Yeah, it did look like the orb, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> Is that Baphomet? It looked like Baphomet, yeah. yeah. True Detective, season one. <laughs> the king in yellow. They're fighting the king in yellow. Oh, here it is. Oh. Oh. We're some kind of suicide. Oh, I was wondering oh, what this was brilliant. called. Brilliant. Time to save the world. Does he say that in every movie? Hey, Time to save the world. Halfway through, I read the script. His only line is, Whoo! <laughs> <laughs> I like that though, how she uses the bat as a shotgun. Yeah, that's cute. And what a shock, Batman's coming up here. <laughs> I love how they cut someone pointing to another person pointing. <laughs> the whole movie should be it's people just, pointing. It's just Batman. people pointing. Hey, it's a Batman. <laughs> we need an Aussie accent. Yeah, mate. <laughs> you ever been to Australia? <laughs> so they got the laugh down right. I'm just gonna hurt you. Really, really bad. And there, there are no strings. On me. He what? sounds like he's doing Heath Ledger. Do you guys really? Ow! No, no, no. He's His characterization of it. Yeah. It, it sounds like he's really trying Why? to mimic. Why Heath did they Ledger. make it an opera movie, though? <laughs> um, I, I gotta say, it. though, that um, <laughs> she, she looks, like she's, she looks like she's really got Harley down, though. There's yeah. a good air of complete insanity about There's her. There's a David Ayers, if you will. High vibes. There you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> looks like I'm going to take all the airs out of the room. Oh. I got to say, out of the two trailers, the That's two not out of the two huge trailers <laughs> that, that that DC sucked the oxygen out of the room with, which was this one and the second Batman v the Superman, second Batman. Dawn of Justice. <laughs> yeah. That Sorry. one, Dawn of Justice. I said I'm yeah. much more interested in this. Uh, yeah, look, I'm 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 curious. Uh, I look at this and I go, this is actually kind of interesting. Whereas I look like I look at Batman v Superman. And I go, I still I don't know if I'm interested. The we could talk about Batman v Superman. Red capes are coming. The red capes the are red coming. Cape the thing, the coming. Batman v Superman one is like it seems to be Batman's in it to sell at least four different toys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my very bit. Desert Batman. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> are you kidding me? No, he's cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. 
But, you know. It's like, where have you been all these years? You know it wasn't. I've been in the desert. <laughs> you know it wasn't needed at all. And I'm going to I'm gonna struggle yeah. with the Batman chronology. Like, clearly Batman has either been around or he's created specifically for this. Or he decides overnight to do something no, and he builds an there army. Is, of- there's, I think there is actually a line in the trailer somewhere that actually says he's, he's been at it for 20 years. Right. Mm. Um, what makes him go after Superman is the fact that his way in Enterprise is building in Metropolis. And his wife was killed or, or something. something like that. Oh, really? And so it's basically, it's not because he's already Batman in, yeah. in Gotham. He's going yeah. after Superman because he wants him to answer for. Did you guys hear how they're sister sister cities? Did you hear this? Is that what it is? Yeah, they're they're across the bay from each other, Gotham and Metropolis. Interesting. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched <laughs> I watched the um the Comic Con panel on YouTube. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, That's, I need to watch that whole panel, but it's a really um, interesting panel actually. Affleck looks like he's just dead inside. Like completely, this is not even me making. Yeah, this is not even me making a joke. He absolutely looks like I don't know. <coughs> I don't know if he just had a, if he just literally broke up with Jennifer Garner on the phone, like in the wings, but he walks out just dead inside, dead inside. Wow. Um, and Amy Adams has this look on her face whenever Cal Gadot is talking of just like sheer utter just jealousy and hatred. Oh, wow. <laughs> But beyond that, I'm excited for this movie. I'm going to watch this panel. Because, you know, if it's hard to make the movie, it's a good movie, right? The best thing in that trailer, though, has got to be the two shots shots of Wonder Woman. Yeah. You sit there and go, that I'm interested in seeing. Let's bring the Wonder Woman movie on already. Now now give her some dialogue. That'd be nice, yeah. I really like this trailer. No, I don't get me wrong. <laughs> which which trailer? The Suicide Squad? Or the no, um, kind of both. Really. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just, I, I but I know, like, I was saying to a friend of mine, it's like it feels so much like DC, like unbelievably like DC. I don't know. But the thing is, remember Man of Steel? How it had a really shit first trailer, mm. yeah, and the, then the, the second the trailer special, right? was so good. Mm. And then we're like, this is gonna rock, and then, then it yeah. didn't rock. So <laughs> it did not. No, yeah, it did, it not. did not rock. <laughs> do you know what? Though? No, but, um, did it roll. Do you know what? We have to mention this very quickly because no matter how disappointed or excited we are about these trailers, some images came out as well this week from uh, Entertainment Weekly of X Men Apocalypse. Oh, did you guys not? Shit. Did you guys not watch the leak? No, I didn't watch the ah. leak on purpose. I'm waiting for the higher quality yeah, of it. Me but too. these images, I mean, oh my god, it looks like a cosplay. They look like cosplay <laughs> yeah. photos. Apocalypse and I'm not quite sure whether like, that's a brilliant thing or not. Oh, the kind Apocalypse himself looks like the bad guy from Power Rangers. I mean, this is that, that's been the meme that's been happening. This oh, week. I know. Yeah. Did you see that one? Actually, brother, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Why is he purple to start with? <laughs> Look, Ju- Jubilee in her full-on '80s gear. Yeah, like the yellow jacket, the yeah. pink sunnies. You everything. know what? I can actually even go down with that because she actually appears in the very first X Men movie way back. As just a cameo, yeah. and she's in the yellow jacket with the sunnies yeah. on her head and the whole bit. That's fine. But Olivia Munn as Psylocke looks ridiculous, though. I mean, she looks bang on to the comic books, yeah. but she looks like a cosplayer. Yeah, it's no, there's no attempt to try and make her realistic at all. You know? No, I guess, I guess there's a thing. I mean, X Men has been one of those franchises where people have complained the loudest about outfits not being the same as the cartoons. And like so people now have been, done it. And and people are going, we want. Wolverine's yellow costume for years, which we know would yeah. look ridiculous. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't even care what they're wearing anymore. Like, <laughs> like Olivia Munn could be naked for all I care. Oh, oh let's just wow. all sit and think about that for a minute. 
<sighs> What's her name in newsroom? Sloan. <laughs> Sloan Sabbath. I'm just thinking of the opening. Go shot. see Magic no, Mike. I'm going. To, I'm one. thinking of the opening scene from Magic Mike. Quite yeah. frankly, no. I mean, just like well, they've never looked good in the X Men movies. N- n- none of them. But oh, the look, movies at, got are great. At least, at least know, in yeah. the first two X Men movies, in their black leather and stuff. Yeah. At least they kind of have a semblance of some sort of. I was surprised. I was surprised yeah. they didn't put a wig on Patrick Stewart. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> can I just say though that that I think one of the things that. Um, I have to give this film credit for is that every and particularly after that we've just looked at Suicide Squad and we're talking about the Batman v Superman trailer, is that this is one of the few trailers outside of the main Marvel Studios universe that has actually given some color to a superhero film. Yeah. Everything else is like really dark. Even Ant Man was. I mean, Marvel Marvel Studios is, has done stuff, but but they're all kind of going for this sort of serious tone. So it's nice yeah. to see something. It's a little but bit. But I more. love how jokey it comes across though, because it's like yeah. that's what's so DC about it is like it takes like. Batman versus Superman, yeah. and it just takes it so seriously. It does, yeah. Like, like um, Kevin Smith made a comment about the trailer on one of his Fat Man on Batman podcasts where he's just like, it makes the Nolan movies look like a cartoon. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like that's kind of cool when you think about it. It's like Batman flying around like a god, and it's just, it's not even like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even funny. And like, that's kind of what I really like about it. I don't know. Mm. You know, like- I would be really annoyed if they introduced another villain. I would just like to see them fight for two hours. Like, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with that. I mean, yeah. I wonder what the the impetus is. Like, what's the that's the main? Because they seem to have this Superman like army as cool. well. And be stuff. cool if Doomsday like came out of there and just killed everyone. Was that? Doomsday. Doomsday. Cool. Yeah, <clears throat> but I same with Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Like, I've never been a big reader of Suicide Squad, but this movie just looks. Well, something like off, like like they just let someone go nuts, and it's I like do, I, I, I want to see it on that level. I, yeah, like, and I have to have to say mm. that we we actually on uh, Geek actually the last episode we were talking about how Jai Courtney has never found the role for him. We we're saying that yeah. we don't think he's inherently a bad actor, but he just he just never quite fits yeah. what they're putting him into. I would just love to, to give to be. him his natural accent and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. play Captain Boomerang. He's That's Australian, kind of, yeah. you know. It's like, like I, I'd love to be a fly it. on the wall in some of these meetings where it's like, oh, what song should we use for the trailer? Oh, what about if we do like an operatic version of a BG song? <laughs> you know, like, and then they go, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, well, the second a I heard version that. of "Got No Strings" worked yeah, for Yeah, that's Avengers, right. I guess so. You know? Yeah, maybe so, that's where it so. came from. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the yeah. slow wailing song and the trailer. That'll be the trend. We'll get the uh, the Deadpool trailer. Now, and all you have be. to do to me is just you just need to have you know that shot in the end of the Batman versus Superman trailer where it's like Batman just gets out of the car. Yeah, and, and he's ripped the doors Superman off. Down. Yeah. yeah. I, I just in my mind, I want that to be the opening shot of the movie, <laughs> and then I just want them to fight. Like from beginning to end, you just do you do act one as a fight. Ken Watanabe walks in. Let them fight. Act two, you, ca- <laughs> you you cut to Lex Luthor. He goes, "Red capes are coming. Red capes are coming." And then he, he just gets in the like the Lex and ro- then he robot gets suit. He gets killed. The end of act two, and then act three is just like um, Superman goes mental and just tries to kill like um, Lois Lane and everybody else. And they just fight and some Wonder more. Wonder Woman shows up <laughs> the same day. And yeah, well, Wonder Woman gets in there and starts like you know destroying everything. So with how, her, with how her, does the Justice League lasso. format of this? Well, everybody else is dead, <laughs> so, so they might as well be a team. <laughs> it's like, and then they who, fight each other. Who's going to clean up all these bodies? And the Justice League yeah. movie's just no, a no, 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 no. Superman looks at Batman, and Batman looks at him. They look at all the carcasses of dead superheroes surrounding them, and then Batman just goes, "Who are we going to fight now? Who are we going to kill now?" And then out of space. Face, like you know, the like Ghostbusters the Duck Side War. <laughs> <laughs> you know, duck Seed just comes down with a whole, and that's the sequel. 
<laughs> they go, who do we find to help us? Well, Aquaman's underwater, so obviously there's people underwater. But wow, didn't, your but mind didn't. is an amazing place. You know that? <laughs> we're all we're all we're all going to spend a week in Dave's mind when, when the show's over. It's like the hallways of The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of movies, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit the pick of the week button because we saw a movie this week. We did. Some of us saw it in one of the weirdest circumstances yeah. possible, oh, which you're going to talk about in a minute. Okay, let's do it. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. Imagine a soldier the size of an insect. The ultimate secret weapon. You give godlike powers to everyone, it's going to be chaos. So how do we stop him? By knowing I. Scott, I've been watching you for a while. You're different. And I believe everyone deserves a shot at redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense. Are you ready to become a hero? Now, the suit has power. You have to learn how to control it. And these are your greatest allies. They're kind of cute. Whoa. When you're small, you have superhuman strength. You like a bullet. So you need to know how to punch. You want to show me how to punch? Show me how to punch. That's how you punch. You tried to hide your suit from me. Now, it's going to blow up in your face and destroy everyone you care about. I know. It wasn't my idea. There you go. That was the whole movie. Right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it was. So. I wonder when we're going to see the Thomas the Tank Engine fight scene. Right. Oh. I mean, I can't believe. <laughs> Where's I, the final battle going to take place? Yeah, that, that did annoy me that that was going <laughs> to Even, 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 even <laughs> though that's what sold me in the second trailer, yeah. I was waiting for it the whole yeah. time. Who's this yellow jacket? <laughs> and why is he called Yellow? No. Uh, so this is uh, the. No, there were a lot of surprises. To be fair, there were. Well, this is. I mean, for the final film in the second phase of the Marvel uh, Studios Cinematic Universe thing, Extravaganza and um, Burlesque Show, um, they have uh, pulled out a few stops more than we thought they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's probably the first. And a couple of people have said this to me. Uh, JD said it to me. Um, my friend Eamon said it to me. It was really nice, uh, and I might have said it in my review as well, it was really nice that for the final film in the phase, rather than going bigger, 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 pardon the pun, and we've all we've all said this, like they actually went smaller in a in, in a scale sense as well. It's actually just a one one or two guys against the system. It's not you know, uh, everyone gathering together mm. to blow. No, no cities get dropped, no. Uh, or nothing threatens to drop no. on a city. 
in this yeah. one, which is basically the ending of Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> um, Captain America, yeah. the Winter Soldier, yeah. and Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes. Yeah. They all yeah. ended with something either being dropped on or a city itself mm. being dropped. Um, so it was nice to have that. And I love yeah. the fact that this is a comedy as yeah. well. Um, that This is probably the first... Well, no, Guardians of the Galaxy was was was, was a comedy, uh, but this is probably the first movie that's sort of flat out a comedy, out the gate, you know, it, it is what yeah. it is, and I love that aspect to it. To me, though, I guess um, I'll just start off with a comment to see how you guys feel about it. I thought that that comedic aspect didn't really kick in in its, in its come into its own until a good half hour into the film where it kind of got over the exposition and sort of went... Yeah, okay, we're we're comfortable with doing being a funny heist film. Let's just go from here. And after that, it just it just barrels along. Mm. It's a fun little film, you know. And finds a fun little film. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Yeah, I agree. It, you know? I, know, I I laughed from the beginning though, from the get go, from the whole yeah. Baskin Robbins always knows. Yeah, but whatever that's, it was. That's about ten minutes into it. They've so done the whole Hank Pym. Um, yeah, but even oh, the yeah, intro, okay, even yeah. that yeah. opening scene though in the in the jail cell where he's being punched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I didn't see any of this stuff. I yeah. missed I missed the first. My main aim and said, "What would be fun if that film started?" with a prison sequence and then went through the Baskin Robbins stuff mm. and you didn't get Hank Pym introduced until later. So it was all a bit of a mystery. Mm. So that would have been fun. But I, but as you said to me, I said that to you on the way over in the car and you were like, but then I wouldn't have gotten Peggy first thing. Absolutely. Oh, it's you know. true. Yeah. I yeah. missed all this. I was told about this afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say something controversial and I'm going to say that I absolutely. Best Marvel movie. I absolutely <laughs> adored this film and I actually enjoyed really? this film as much as I like Guardians. Um, Interesting. I absolutely had a, blast with this film. I sat there with a huge grin. In fact, I think I probably haven't had as much pleasure out of a Marvel film since the first Captain America. Wow. Um, it was just, I had a blast. It captured for me the exact flavor that I wanted to see in this film. Mm. And Which I was Boysenberry. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I sat there watching it and I'm thinking yeah. that Paul Rudd was perfect mm. um, as, as Lang. I thought Michael Douglas was perfect as Pim. I, you know, so all the way through it, I was just sitting there going, this is just so much fun. No, I can say that the casting and was great. The when he, when he jumps on that ant and starts flying or shrinks in the bathtub and he's, you know, his friends yes. about the panic in his face yeah. when his friend about to get the shower. You just think, this is just glorious. And that little montage where he's trying to learn how to control ants yeah. and he keeps immediately growing and popping out of the ground. <laughs> 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 it's like the, no. panic, the panic sets and, in. And, and I love that's what I'm saying. Once yeah. all that kicks in, I love that. I love that film. And all I'm going to say is, you know, this isn't a keychain. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave, uh, we hinted at it. You saw this film in interesting circumstances. Yeah. And I think we need to contextualize that for yeah, people. Yeah, because like I, I feel like I haven't seen the movie properly. Um, I think if Dave, I, I let's think, go see it again yeah. together. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm dying to see it again. Actually, like really, really badly. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I should first say that what this was like was watching it on a really, really bad handycam copy. It's not what I did. I went to watch it at a drive-in. A drive-in, like, people. You heard yeah, that. Yeah, a drive-in. Yeah, uh, the Skyline <laughs> Drive-in in um, Blacktown. And, um, well, Where they premiered Wolf Creek too. A, it <laughs> rained for half the movie. Oh, jeez. And B, uh, people just don't know how to turn off their headlights or their brake lights. So whenever the movie was dark, and the movie's quite dark, like there's a lot of nighttime scenes, yeah. like mm. particularly like the last half of it's all at night. Like um, they go inside like really small places, as you can imagine, yeah. you know, like they go into computers and microchips yeah. and jetpacks. And so whenever they go into these places, it's so dark and all I can see is like headlights. <laughs> like I, I gathered because of like some shining like reflection on the in the CGI that, that he was really small. 
more flying with a bunch of ants. <laughs> like, but, but I didn't, couldn't really make out anything. Like, so half the movie I couldn't really make out. And then the reception because of what it was was like kind of oh, like the crackly. On, the speakers on um, dragons are terrible. So we had to have it kind of loud to hear anything over the rain. And then it made it worse. Oh, yeah. And like... Um, <laughs> It just it never ended. I missed the first two minutes, not not because of like, oh, we were late to the drive in. We were half an hour early. And even then we were at like a pretty crappy spot uh to the left. And then um yeah, people just couldn't have their headlights turned off or their um it's such a weird feeling when you're at the drive in and people have got their headlights on behind you. And then in front of you there's people that, that can't get their interior lights off or their um they can't take their foot off their brake pedal. <laughs> and so it's like this blinding red light in the back, these headlights that are shining over like cars projecting shadows on the screen. And it's like, I want to see. Because you're sitting there going, like, well, it's in trailers and, you know, yada, yada, like, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, people can do whatever they want while it's in trailers. But then when the Marvel, like, it didn't, it doesn't start with the Marvel logo. It starts with like 1989. Yeah. 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 Um, and at that point, it's like, I know the movie started, but nobody else knows. I want to see the movie of you going to see the movie. It yeah. sounds, yeah. sounds epic. <laughs> yeah. you, know. the, yeah. you, you mentioned something there. Though. Though. I went start- to see Terminator Genesis like uh, the second time at, a, at the drive-in. And it was yeah. awesome. It was like because yeah. there was nobody there, and like you know, yeah. like, you know, you get pizza beforehand. And you so you're here to here first. If you're going to go to the Blacktown Drive-in, go make sure it's closed. Yeah, wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait. Or you could. There's a hotel there. I think it's called Atura. I was like right next to it, and you can like just. It's right. Behind the driving, you could just look out your window and, and tune, your radio <laughs> tune the radio. Ninety-one point zero for field two people. Also, <laughs> uh, oh, they don't hang the little speakers anymore. No, it tunes into your car radio. Oh, okay, cool. yeah, that's kind of it's cool. cool. Like, and they got like a nineteen fifties diner actually- set up there. It's really good. It's like if you like the drive-in, like, um, and you know, if you can deal with people sometimes. Like I, I'd advise not going opening weekend for a Marvel movie that you're really looking forward to. Yeah, <laughs> I would advise like going to like Terminator Genesis the second time you've seen it. So you will not <laughs> be seeing Captain America: The Winter uh, uh, Civil War. Uh, no, the first no, time. no, no, no. Um, I only went because a friend really wanted to go, and like we all wanted to see it, but he was really adamant to go to the drive-in. So why not? And um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to have done this podcast if I didn't go. No, fair enough. Um, but. You know, I recommend the drive-in. It's an awesome experience to wait to watch I a movie. I want to go. Particularly if you're, you know, um, someone that likes to talk throughout a movie and make jokes and, yeah, you know, like, that's a real fun I experience. I think it's always good for the yeah. second viewing as well. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, you know, like... <coughs> you go for classic films and yeah, stuff too, yeah. You can get up and you can go walk around easily without, you know, annoying other people. Like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. You know, you can have your window down. I used to go to the drive-ins a lot when in my mid-20s and stuff like that. There was a lot more drive-ins around. Mm. And uh, it was always kind of fun to do as an experience, but I don't recommend it as a cinema-going experience. So. Well, yeah. I'm limiting so I don't drive, so... <laughs> well, we should go to the drive-in together one night and then we can talk about it. It, yeah, you know, like, um, it, yeah. yeah, you know, um, I was just gonna say, um, that all this long story short, we don't want to review the Blacktown Drive in, <laughs> but like it, it led to a pretty miserable watching experience, so I can't really comment too much. Like, I, I obviously followed the story and you know, it all made sense, and I was able yeah. to make out half the screen for a lot of it, but you know, I really enjoyed the movie, like. It's but, a fun but beyond film. that. You know? Let's talk about some of the one, one of my favorite aspects of the film. Which, yeah, let's actually let's address the 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 elephant ant in the room, <laughs> which is uh, Edgar Wright. Hmm. Uh, and and your son came in before uh, Nicholas and was and it was a conversation we've been having for months, saying that you know it was it was doomed from the start. 
you know, it was uh, in terms for some people, you know, that that if all if it, if it wasn't a good film, people would say they shouldn't have uh, they should have kept Edgar Wright, and if it was a if it was a great film, people would say that's because they kept all of Edgar Wright yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And 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 Dave, you put it best yeah. before the show, which yeah. was like people have got this idea of this mythical film that mm-hmm. doesn't exist yeah. in their head. Yeah. Well, what we Edgar went, we went um, would have been like we went know? in uh, one car, and there was yeah. four of us, and so like. Three of us loved the movie, and then the other friend, who I won't name, hated the movie. Yeah, and like was he the, knows who and, he is. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> he doesn't listen, so it's all right. So the, the um, <laughs> who does? Shoot <laughs> <laughs> <Soon> nobody. <laughs> no, but his point was exactly this point, where it's like, oh, they Edgar Wright obviously had a giant character-filled, uh, like best picture winner on his hands, and then the studio came in and just erased all of that. Which and, I don't uh, think is true at all. Actually. You know, yeah, that was the that was yeah. the impression. It's like okay, from what, from what we can gather, because I actually read an article. Uh, all with, they did his jokes and did them poorly. With Peyton Reed, I read an article who basically said that when he he said that it was a very awkward thing to happen. He basically yeah. he was hired. The film was three weeks out of being of shooting when Edgar Wright walked. He said so. He was walking into a film that was already almost ready to go. Yeah. And he said that the, the, how do you make something like that your own after yeah. having s- such a strong force And Edgar Wright had been working on it for years. For years. Yeah. And he said that he, and Peyton Reed has actually said that he's actually quite proud to say that he actually does think he did make it his own. He does think there's a lot of him in there. He said that the Edgar Wright script is mostly intact. They brought Adam McKay in and Paul Rudd yes. to Americanize it a little bit, which was the biggest issue for them. They oh, basically, right, okay. They basically said that they wanted to, because he said that the Edgar Wright script was very British in the sense that it, it didn't really have a super strong narrative. It was lots of gags and lots yeah. of stuff, like, which is very much an Edgar Wright way of doing stuff. And he said what they did was they kind of polished it and smoothed it out and turned it into much more of an American film. And he said that the other thing that they worked on in particular was they boosted and enhanced the whole Hank Pym stuff, which in mm. Edgar Wright's script, Hank Pym wasn't a huge force. Uh, so they actually, and I think that that was a, and that I was think it was a smart move. Film. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. it was a smart move, and it gave a father figure to 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 Lang and so forth, as which well, he so. needed because otherwise you just had a a villain that um, uh, uh, Paul Rudd really had no stakes in opposing. Absolutely, and it was only because. Uh, Hank Pym told him to. And it also created a much stronger relationship with the idea of uh, Pym and his daughter. Yes. And all of the, the animosity between them and so forth. And so, and it allowed them to put in stuff like, uh, like you know, the original um, Ant-Man and, 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 and pay tribute to that. Correct. Pay tribute to him as... As Hank Pym, the original mm. Ant Man, so fanboys can kind of go, yeah, okay, we got, we got, we got a bit of yeah. that as well. And I'm know? sure there's a scene in the middle of the film which we won't spoil, but there's a scene in the middle of the film where he meets a particular person, and yes. I'm sure that that was created. You, I caught myself from doing that. I, yeah. I saw you look at me going, is he gonna spoil? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that, that that was created as well yeah. because they're needing, reckon, they're needing to tie it into the Marvel Cinematic. Do you reckon universe? all the hardcore racism was in? Um, in, in <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon they tone that down? Or? I think they probably do. You, do you think that I thought it was like like way racist? And do you like, think, seriously, do you think the tw- are the- you joking or not? No, in all seriousness. What, what did you think was racist? Or like all the 
the Mexican, the Latino, the Michael Pena character. Uh, they're all, all, they're all, all the minorities are either criminals or the most no, useless members. <laughs> no, no, I'm only joking. No, this is not serious. No, this is what I loved when I, Michael Pena's character, who is very Edgar Wright in the sense that yes. his his conversations are all uh, cutting from point A to B to C. And D, you D, know D, that's yeah. Edgar Wright's. You know that's Edgar Wright's stuff. Mm. Yeah. What I love about those things is it all starts off. He's this. He's this. Hard, he's a criminal element that's been in there, and he goes, "I was at a wine tasting, you know. <laughs> I was at an art gallery, and you know, abstract expressionism isn't really my thing." <laughs> you know, I'm much more of a cubist. He, he, he had the best line in the whole movie, actually, which was what? Oh, yes. yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was. He kills it in Observant Report. Have you guys oh, really? I've never no. seen Observant so Report good. yet. Yeah. No, he's terrific. And I think yeah. I think yeah. that he's... whole group of friends, the Russian guy, I mean, yeah. the whole grouping of them. The Russian guy who was um, one of uh, the Joker's <laughs> henchmen in, in The Dark Knight. Oh, of course he was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember, um, back it up, back it up. Back it up, back it up. Keep, keep on backing it up. Yep. Yeah. No, they, they basically, it's not a spoiler. They have a subplot where it's just they evade police really yeah. easily. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale's character <laughs> is the closest thing he gets to a foil, like uh, Scott Lang uh, mm. gets to a foil in the yeah. whole film. And and to me, I don't know about you guys, like once they introduced Bobby Cannavale's character, once they did that whole mm. evading police, back it up, back it up, that whole sequence with them outside of him industries, it's like, to me, it's like, this is an 80s film. <laughs> this is suddenly a film from the yeah. 80s. And and yeah. I think I say as much in my thing. And it's like, it just suddenly feels like all these really, this high concept film with all these like mm. kind of caricatures, yeah. but they're all just sort of thrown in mm. there. And there's not really any stakes. No. There's not really no. it's any. It's a really think, small film. I think there the are actual, even the high sorry, stakes though. We'll, we'll just say even the heist itself yeah. doesn't really matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not even to them doesn't matter. No. <laughs> no, but I think I think like like the cool thing I liked about this movie, like from what I saw of this movie, I guess, is like that um it's a, a father and a daughter on both sides. Yes. It's yeah. it's Hank and, and Hope and then it's um you know, Scott and Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's kinda cool, like the back and forth they have between that and well, the I, other people involved in their that, relationship. I love the fact that Pim chose Scott yeah. and because cause, of Cassie. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that whole What is it? I guess like Corey Stoll's character, I think it was Darren, was it? Darren. Was that his name? Uh, Obadiah Stane, as you said. Obadiah <laughs> <Stane>. <laughs> his, his last he's, name is Cross. He's Darren Cross. Yeah, Darren Cross. Yeah, Darren Darren Cross yeah. Like um he is like the the evil twin to like Hank, yeah. I guess. And well, that's cool. It's like this very keeps this very kind of family thing going on, which yeah. I liked. They've kind of done- But it never took itself so seriously. Like it was never serious. Like the whole movie was never like, you know, the fact we're, that we're there's doing, a, there's we're doing line. an Ant-Man movie. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, like, there's yeah. a great, to, to, yeah. to round up how they don't take it seriously, there's that great line where Hank finally has the talk with his daughter. Yeah, we won't spoil what is in it, but it's a really you know tender moment. Yeah. Have you heard of the birds and the bees? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really tender moment, blah blah. And then Stephen Lang, oh, sorry, Stephen. Stephen Scott Lang, Lang. <laughs> Scott Lang, Scott Lang just bursts. Scott in. Strange. <laughs> Scott Lang just bursts in and says something. He goes. I broke the moment. <laughs> and that's yeah. when I love the yeah. film. I love it when it does that. When yes, it, when I, it just think, totally breaks I think there wasn't up. a single line Paul Rudd said that didn't make me laugh. No, he was, it was just absolutely brilliant. Because you needed someone laid back and laconic and yeah. and that kind of yeah. And absolutely yeah. from the start. I mean, we, we mentioned it briefly. Like you know, you've got because like, the, the guy in Baskin Robbins. I was going to say this is exactly what I was going to talk about. Exactly what I was going to talk about. Right? Yeah. It was like Baskin Robbins. The movie like you're introduced to this character. He's come out of prison. And, and like you know, Steve Rogers is a super soldier. You know, uh, Thor's an Asgardian immortal. Yeah. All this stuff. Like 
He works in Baskin Robbins. <laughs> he gets fired from Baskin Robbins. <laughs> what's what's that customer is like, do you have any 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 hot food? <laughs> no, it's, like, yeah. it's a Baskin Robbins. Like, what about any donuts? He's like, dude, it's ice we, cream. We sell ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Get this idiot out of here. <laughs> and that's your introduction to oh the character. God. I love the fact that he's in the car. He's just been let out of prison at the very beginning. And he goes, I've got a master's in electrical engineering. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Bang, straight in the basket of Roberts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the MacGyver stuff. Yeah. There was also some stuff where I don't know if it was a joke or not, but like, you know that giant magnifying glass that shows like um the yellow jacket? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they have like um the lamb inside yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> it like zooms yeah. in like ten times. <laughs> the amount of ant jo- like I was laughing I I'm I I don't know, did you guys find the scene where it like he's trying to explain the Ant Man technology, Corey yeah. Stoll's character, and he just points out um, all the Ant-Men in the room. Do you remember this scene? It's like, yeah. I think this is what I saw. You see all like the small suits. Yeah, 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 yeah. all the yeah. screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, screen. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find that really funny where like they, they zoomed into all the historical footage yeah. and, <laughs> and it was like, there's the Ant-Men, there's yeah, this. Right, like, right. like, yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was hysterical. Like it was just <laughs> like, here's this big thing and... <laughs> <laughs> but they did it like five times. Yeah. <laughs> I just find that really funny. Like I don't know. And that's the thing with the movie works. I, I just said, look, I, my cute. You know, my problem is minor. It's not like the problems I had with Age of Ultron. Like mm. my problem with it is minor. Is that I thought there's a bit of an identity crisis at the start of the film. Otherwise. God damn this! It's film not a fun. warehouse anymore. No, oh, yeah. we should say there, there is a scene in a warehouse with a character who is familiar. Yeah. And it's inspired. It is. Uh, and we should say that, that this is a film that you absolutely must stay till the end. Oh. Because there's the mid-title sequence. Which Unless you're out of drive-in, then just, then just turn your headlights on, drive out. <laughs> um, the mid-title. Is that, the mid- is, that, is that who? Is that? Is that oh, oh, yeah. The mid-credit sequence is fantastic, but the end of credit sequence oh. is. We're, I go, we're going for Civil War. Sorry warning, to interrupt so. you guys, mm. but that that... Mid credits scene. I'm amazed that's a mid credits. That should have been in the end of the movie. Yeah, it should have been. Like that. That felt like the wrap up of that character. Like, yeah. um, because like up until that point, I was kind of like a bit, you know, what's going on with this character here? But that's spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but that that cements it and makes it great. Yeah. It does. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it sets. But I we mean, can't really say without yeah. without it, it. You know, it sets up. Well, like you know, the thing is, we d- we don't know whether or not there'll be more Ant Man films. It does we, say he'll we move in. A so he maybe. will return, which because we, we yeah. assume he's going to be in uh, Civil War and almost certainly the Avengers mm-hmm. next Avengers film. Look, I don't know if there'll be another Ant Man, but I think that the other characters that are involved yeah. will also possibly make appearances. Yeah, because you know Marvel's got everybody contracted. I think this Wazoo, this so could be yeah. a really big hit. I think. It's interesting. It, it hasn't done. So. It doesn't. Hasn't done. Huge no, because yet. it it hasn't. Oh, really? It, it opened it, okay, it, and from what I understand, it's got what are the at the moment. It's got like the second lowest. I don't know whether it was just the Friday or the Saturday, but it was the second lowest one since uh, the Incredible. I'm Hulk. looking it up now. Oh right, in terms of opening. Yeah. All right. So it's not open. Would huge. the figures be out now? Uh, something will, will be out. Let's well, something's like it's Sunday here. It's Sunday night here in Australia, mm. which means it's still. You know, uh, just Sunday in yeah. the US. So, so we've got the, the 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 Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We only have domestic numbers at this point. The international numbers haven't come in. Yeah. Uh, US domestic. US domestic. Yeah. And at this point, that this was taken. So this would be Saturday night. Yes. Um, so it's it's only been out officially a day, and it's taken twenty two million. 
Okay. So, that's it's not bad at all. So they'll make like what sixty, seventy. Million. I think that's what they're projecting. Sixty, seventy was 60, what. Sixty, seventy, uh, and over the course, I think. Look, I think this film will comfortably come in probably at about three hundred and fifty or four hundred million. Mm. Um, once the worldwide totals start coming in, that'll turn its profit. It's only it cost one hundred and thirty mm-hmm. to make. I don't think it'll do quite Guardians money. Yeah, I don't think it'll do Guardians uh, money. I think it'll do. It'll and then we'll do, have Ant Man Genesis. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it took twenty two point six million on the Friday. That's pretty good, though, isn't and it? Like, yeah, isn't, isn't the math you times it by three plus thirty percent? Although, something? according to according to superhero hype, it says that's the second lowest opening for one of Marvel Studios releases after two thousand and eight's The Incredible Hulk, which was distributed by Universal, and a lower opening than both Thor and Captain America: The First Avenger, the other two movies uh, introducing Avengers to the big screen. Uh, it should still gross between somewhere between fifty eight and sixty million by Sunday. So which yeah, which is respectable. Mm. Yeah, which is respectable. And I think you know, uh, you know, the Marvel Gold Standard uh, ensures that it'll have a, a reasonable good opening weekend. Mm. And then it's a bit, after it's a bit that, rough though, for children though, hey. Yeah, like it's, it's a bit the, sort of it's a bit harder edge. I don't think. The thing is, though, I don't think it's Marvel, harder edge than any of the though, other Marvel movies. It like, it's just got a roughness. I actually no, I and a lot of complex things for kids to really understand. I think. That right. may be, but when uh, the Disney rep came out and introduced it at the screening I went to, she said it's rated PG, and I think that's the first PG Marvel oh, right. film. Yeah, they're all been PG thirteen. Uh, well, yeah, PG really. in Australia. Oh, in Australia, okay. Uh, which is really? the equivalent of what? In the P- state? PG. PG. Yeah. Uh, most of them have been rated M here, mm. or which is PG thirteen in mm. the states. So I'm I'm surprised by that. So this must be it. Must have gotten a lower rating. Um, there really isn't anything in it. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, watch no, it. No, I just sort of mean like, like the whole movie exists in an underground crime world. Yeah. yeah but you know, crimi- like, like but kids criminal- aren't really going to fully understand Yeah, but it. the criminals are such cartoon mm. characters. So that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Yeah, and the they- whole thing hinges on <coughs> the safety of your children. Do sloppy machines, is it? Yeah. The criminals the criminals are- Oh, look, are- it's not- it's not- it's not Salo. Yeah. Except for that one scene where Paul Rudd makes Michael <laughs> Pena shit off the ground. Like, it's weird. It's weird. The, um, yeah. I don't think there's anything in it that the criminals haven't done in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. There's that's true. a lot of plot holes, though. Of <laughs> course. Like, yeah. And literal holes underground. Yes, that's what I was aiming for. Ah, right. Look, I was. Uh, look, I, you could. I could sit here and I could nitpick it and go. There's little bits and problems here, and there's problems there. But I just had so much fun, mm. you know. And it's like, and it's like, if you just really it, just yeah. have a bit of fun with it. The other thing I thought was really interesting is it's actually aside from the, uh, the first Avengers film, yeah. it's also the only other one shot in one eight five. So it's not. Yes, even, I, it's did, not I, even I did. I did notice this too. I thought this might have been a projection thing. Yeah, no, I didn't. Didn't, didn't occur to me, but wow. Yeah, yeah that's so interesting. Out of all the Avengers films, because it's oh, a bit of cool IMAX the, watch. Sorry, this would be a cool IMAX. Yeah, mm. I would. Would I going to see it at the FOMAX? Oh uh, well, yeah, it's the, still IMAX. Yeah, that the uh, the, the IMAX entertainment quarter. <laughs> you, you can see the ads now, can't you? Lifesavers like, get a whole lot <laughs> Marvel's life. smallest hero. On the world's biggest, biggest screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to see. Yeah, look, you know, uh, overall, I mean, look, if you're in the Marvel films, this is, uh, it's, it's like it's not, it's interesting. And this is the first Marvel film that's not essential viewing to kind of like catch you up. Like if you if you didn't see Ant-Man, you wouldn't kind of be lost going, oh, like how the, who's this guy? How did he get in here? Mm-hmm. You'd accept him, but... Um, it's certainly one of the the most fun standalone ones that they've done mm. so far outside of Guardians. It doesn't beat Guardians mm. for me. Guardians is still the king of the fun mm-hmm. Marvel films for me. Um, but yeah. still had fun with it. Yeah. Despite my problems, I still mm. had fun with it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's a, it's a 
it's a cool like you know late at night movie to watch or like you're really bored lazy afternoon like um like you know what i mean like i don't mean for the first time mm. i mean for like you know years Repeat down the viewings, line like yeah. you know like when oh, it's this you will know, be like that's Blu-ray yeah collection. yeah exactly no exactly what yeah. i mean it's like you know like uh you know i feel like watching something light and fun and i think you said it with the 80s and it's cool it's, it's really sweet it's cool sweet it, yeah know? it does have it's very it's much not, a cool it's not like surrounded in just death and destruction no, like you if know, you watch which is this, kind of refreshing. If you watch this back it's all to about back, life, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you watch this back to back with like Big Trouble in Little China and Die Hard, you'd kind of feel as though you were all watching movies from yeah, the same yeah, era, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And um, and an awesome soundtrack. Yes, like a really, really good, good soundtrack. Christoph Beck's soundtrack yeah. is yeah. really, yeah. really good. Um, yeah, and there's a few incidental pop music. Oh, in I, one I of which I'll play. I just wanted to mention that I thought Evangeline Lilly was really good. I thought she was good. Yeah, like everybody else in the car didn't. They all thought she was really terrible. I don't, I don't know. know. I just thought she there was, was really a good. chance she could have been a really like perfunctory character mm. and 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 like not. Are we doing a spoiler section? Oh, we don't need to. I, don't I, need I can to. just allude to it. Let's, I just wanted to really underline again that that mid credit scene is important to the movie. Give, gives her character a roundness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like, it makes it less. Because she she spends a lot of the movie like you know I'm not capable. If you're familiar I'm, with Ant Man, you know where we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. That's that. Look, Look, I think she's, she gets I think her head she, blown off. I think she's off. actually it's a terrific. Weird. <laughs> I think she's a terrific <laughs> actress. I thought she was really good in Lost. Mm. I really liked her in the Hobbit films. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think she's really good in this. And I actually really liked her in Real Steel too. And what good. about Michael yeah, Douglas? Right. Like the the nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, holy. Crap. That was an amazing piece of de aging. Yeah. That was a. Yeah. Really it might good have, it might have helped from where I was watching it from, with like these no, no, bright I, lights I saw, shining I on the saw screen, it on a Bmax screen. Yeah, as did I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For those of you who are confused about what we're talking about, the opening scene of the film is Michael Douglas, nineteen eighty nine. So we're talking around yeah. the era of Wall Street. The year yeah. I and was born. Actually digitally, <laughs> oh, wow, wow. <laughs> and they've actually digitally de aged him to look yeah you know, younger. And so, it, it looks terrific, and yeah. they've they've put makeup on Haley Atwell to make her look, look older. older. So it's kind of yeah. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to mention one thing more quickly. Um, why is it that Corey Stoll has a gun that can kill people, and then it's never used ever again? That's true, actually. That was like the coolest scene in the whole movie. Do you know why? Because yeah. at the time of that in the screenplay, he needed it. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> yeah. so disappointed. How cool would it have been if he just walked in there and shot Hank? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think he was planning to. You know, so. oh, that's why we can't go into spoilers, though. Yeah, because uh, they could have. Because that that well, let's just say that gun could have sent them somewhere. So, like, if you mm. want spoilers, go watch the film and then come over to our place and we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come to the live show. Come to and the live. see us. It's the last chance you get. Last, well, actually, no. <laughs> no we've already seen you doing Oz It'll be like your third last chance to see us live because we might do something at Asheville. But anyway, um, so if you're listening to this. We're a thousand years not now. ending this show. Yeah. <laughs> it was all a ruse. No, so look, uh, I think we can all recommend it. Orange whip. Orange whip. Orange whip. <laughs> yeah. Three orange whips. Baskin so Robbins again. always knows. Baskin <laughs> so I think it's time. I've got. I've got a treat now for us. Speaking of, of Baskin Robbins, I've got treats for us. Uh, it's yeah. time for once again for Quiz Corner. So I'm going to start the theme. <laughs> I found a 10-hour version of this. Oh, my God. On, I'm not playing all 10 hours of it. This week's Quiz Corner, uh, once again brought to us by Good Games Hurstville and a good friend Jamie over there. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Now, I have selected and uh, a series of Marvel trivia game uh, quick cards here, all of which have at least one... 
answer. You can see the the, the last answer there. No, I can't. Uh, I can't. All of which is Marvel. All, uh, all, all of which have at least one question to do with Ant Man or Hank Pym oh, or the Wasp or something yeah, like that. Okay. So here we go. And as I said, so I won't be able to answer okay. any of these because I don't really know much about yeah, them. They, they, they it. It could be floating around in your brain somewhere. Yeah, you don't we'll know. They they vary in in, in quality. So this yeah. one you might get. Which tiny Avenger has real wings? Wasp. <laughs> I'll check for you. <laughs> That is the answer. Hey. Okay, so what, following on from that, what super team is the Wasp a founding member of? <laughs> That's the, the Avengers. Avengers. Okay, that was one of the easier Avengers. ones. Avengers. Okay, so this one might be a little harder. Um, in what year did Ant-Man first appear in the comics? Ooh. Oh, oh, good Lord. Man, is it 51? Not that early. No, okay. I'm going to say 1960. Later. Mm. 63? I need your answer in the form of a question. Sorry. No. <laughs> My what is 63? Earlier. 61? 62. 62. There you go. We, we went from Jeopardy to The Price is Right. <laughs> okay, so this is an ambiguous sort of question, but who is Janet Van Dyne? Hank Pym's That's, wife. Yeah. The the answer they want is the wasp, which oh, I thought was oh, a okay. dumb question. Mm. Anyway, I, I get a half a point though because it is she is Hank a Pym character. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which was the next question? Who is the wasp married to? <laughs> Hank Pym. Her job. <laughs> Hank Pym slash Ant Man. Brackets Ant Man Giant Man Goliath. Goliath yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see who we got here. Uh, Yellow jacket. What does Janet Van Dyne use to change into the wasp? A closet. Pim particles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it's pim particles. There you go. Uh, what is the wasp's weapon? Oh, she's got bio stings. Also known as the wasp sting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. The full answer on here is an energy blast. She calls her wasp sting. sting. Inverted commas. <laughs> um, what was Doctor Henry Hank Pym's first superhero identity? Uh, giant man. His first superhero identity. I thought it was Giant Man. No. Oh. Goliath? And Ant Man. Oh, it's Ant- oh I thought yeah. oh, that's oh, see, I thought he I thought he was large <laughs> before he was small. Ah. Uh, so actually this is not on the cards, but what were his other identity? Oh, actually, no, actually this I've I'll give away the next question if I if I, I can go. I rattle some off. Hang on, before you do, <laughs> okay. what was Doctor Pym's villainous identity? Yellow Jacket. There you go. Yep. So it's Yellow Jacket, Goliath, Giant Man, and Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and I think this is. He's got the, a bit of a personality crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I love how a minute ago you're like, I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, this might be the last one. What do Pym particles do? <laughs> Make you grow or shrink. <laughs> <laughs> Enable objects and people to change size. In fact, if we go by the movie, they say that it actually changes the molecular distance between yeah. atoms. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Thank you for joining us here. Oh, tells to astonish. <laughs> <laughs> that was in. I love that thing. Some kind of tale to astonish. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was a great bit in the movie. Oh, it was good. So there you go. Thanks again to Jamie for those. And there was a Mulgar Hotel. I think I was reading online. Actually, bonus. Qu- well, I'm going to pick a bonus random question from these guys that have nothing to do with that. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, in uh, this is this is topical, given we're talking about Apocalypse before. Which X Man is Psylocke in love with? Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> it's dropped all the cards. It's the wrong era of the X Men for me, Dave. Do you know the answer to this? Um, I have vaguely something. I don't know. Go for it. Uh, it's, it's not. Um, what's his name? Um, the Steel Guy. Colossus. No, yeah, no it's, it's not, not Colossus. Okay. No. Uh, Psylocke. Hmm. 
Uh, the, answer, the bonus <laughs> answer is Archangel. Uh, yeah, oh, I wouldn't have got it. No, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. So there you go. That was a, that was a very Ant Man themed with a bonus question. Can we just listen to this music for about five seconds? We, we can leave it on. Just I've got, uninterrupted. I've got just, another five minutes. I just want to hear this for five it. seconds. Beautiful. Gripping radio. <laughs> 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 All right. So that was our anti penultimate episode of Behind the Panels uh, of Volume One. Uh, <laughs> I had to look up what the, the third last episode or the third last thing was. I said, what's before penultimate? It turned out it was anti-penultimate. I thought, how appropriate is that? So we are getting late into the night here. So we're going to wrap this particular puppy up. Uh, we should say that next week we will be doing a book we've been meaning to do for ages. And it took the end of the show to get us around I to doing so it. I so looking forward to this. We are doing How of the Duck Max, which is a six-issue <laughs> miniseries, which is Healthy and, and we is love it. Destined to offend everyone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely everyone loved this book. Uh, so we're doing that next week. Uh, to emphasize again, those of you who don't know, we are doing our what is now our final episode at Good Games Hurstville on the 1st of August, 2015. Well, as we like to say, the closing of volume Closing one. of volume one. Uh, the 1st of August, 2015 at Good Games Hurstville at 3pm. Details are on behindthepanels.net. We will be covering, well, we're doing a show called Before, During and After Watchmen. So we're, we've done Watchmen before, so we'll be looking at the Before Watchmen books, but also the movie, the games, any tie-ins. Yeah, it's sort of the, talking about... The extreme amounts of comments Alan Moore's made over the years. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I actually found an article yes, today. Yesterday, yeah. I went back and looked when we first started speaking about before Watchmen, way back in the 20s, uh, episode 20s-ish, uh, and I found an article would link to where Alan Moore said, if you buy Before Watchmen, don't read any of my other I books ever that, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So He just doesn't ever again. shut up about it. It's like, ugh. He's been bitter for, I mean, he was screwed over He was by saying DC, something the other but... day of like, you know, um, superheroes are the scourge of the planet or something. I know. He's been an awful lot of them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I can't be too angry with the Jeopardy music playing. I should have been playing this for 140 seconds. <laughs> no, you could go back in Adam, Dave. Sorry? Just go add in, add, add them in. Re-upload every episode. <laughs> We've got 10 hours of yeah. it. <laughs> we wouldn't quite cover it, but we could, we could get there. We should just Loop do it. a quiz show. What? Oh <laughs> my God, yeah. don't tempt me. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> we'll all be contestants on our own show. <laughs> <laughs> Who's answering the questions? And Ask you the win the hosting thing for next week. Yay! <laughs> uh, with the, the points are made up and nothing matters. Yeah, you know, exactly. that kind of thing. So that's next week, uh, Howard the Dark Max. I can't wait to do that. And then if you want to start reading early before Watchmen, that, that's pretty much made up of about six different miniseries, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I, if you think that that last episode's going to stay on any sort of track. <laughs> uh, and don't forget, if you come along, there will be prizes. There will be cake. Um, I'm giving away the complete series of Next Generation on DVD. The so. ne- there you go. That's coming away. Anything else I've managed to find <laughs> in my Engage! <laughs> Anything else I've managed to find in my room between now and then? <laughs> we gave away a big pile of crap at the last one. And and some legitimate... Like, Jamie's also giving us some legitimate prizes yeah, to yeah, give yeah. away as well. So I'm we're also get, cleaning our cupboards. We're also I'm going to get really time. drunk. I might like, actually get obscenely drunk. Obscenely drunk. Yeah. And then drive home. <laughs> I don't, as I said, I don't drive, so I might be able to get away with it. We don't this. encourage this behavior, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, we're going we're to wrap this one up. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to... I've almost... I, I ripped 10 minutes worth of 
the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> I've got a minute and forty two seconds. Let's just let's it. just let's just do some improv. This is in order to see yeah. this out. <laughs> yeah, why well, not? Why don't I just uh, talk about where you can find us online? Okay, okay. You can you can find us on our Facebook page. Just look up behind the panels. Uh, you can leave any feedback if you want to talk about how much you're going to miss us. Feedback at behindthepanels.net. Um, Jamie told me he left a, a voicemail, which um, oh yeah, which I I've I've forgotten. We'll to, have to do the next. We'll week. do it next week. That's we've got another episode to do. It. We've got one more. So any feedback you want next this this next week is the week to send it in. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, you know, no one will care after that um, for for a little while um, because. We'll all if be you're it. looking for behind the panels merchandise, you, you can, can visit. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit our thingies, uh, cafe dot cafe dot press. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've been doing that. I've forgotten yeah. how to panels. I've forgotten how to panels. You can find more uh, about this, the us by visiting behindthepanels.net. You can visit us on Twitter at behind the panels. Of course, you can hit up geekactually.com, which is the network for all of these things, and you'll still find the ongoing shows, including the all new Geek Actually show podcast, Pillow Fort, and the show we distribute. Nerd Corner, which I don't think has been done in a car for a while. And I was a guest <laughs> on the last episode. We all sat around playing Gloom, which was on the that infamous day where we all went out to Good Games Hurstville and just played games all day. Yes. So that was a lot of fun. Go and check that out. The music that I will be going out on is not the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> Sadly. Uh, now that I've only got <laughs> 10 seconds of this left to stretch out, I will be going out on a more antish sort of song. Uh, so until next week... I'm still Richard Gray for two more weeks. I'm David McVeigh. <laughs> I am David Anthony Longo. Oh, oh nice. Well nice, Anthony. I really am. <laughs> well, then you'll love this song from Adam and the Ants. This is Behind the Panels. Behind the Panels is a production of geekactually.com. 